Welcome to the Digital Workplace Podcast. These are conversations with CEOs of digital companies, thought leaders, and solution providers about how you can become a level five digital workplace. For the show notes and transcript of this episode, go to thedigitalworkplace.com. Welcome back to the Digital Workplace Podcast. Today, our guest is Humphrey Chen. He is the CEO of Clipper.ai. Hey, Humphrey, how are you today? All right. Very good. Very good. I'm excited to be talking with you. We got a lot of cool topics. Mostly, we're talking about the role of video in a digital workplace and how it's underused. But before we get into that, you're a smart guy, and I just want to make sure that you're an actual human and not a robot that's talking to me. So my, my question for you is, what is your most memorable recent meal? Yeah, so it's I, I I happen to like come across a picture of it recently too, and um, I think uh, I'm a fan of Peking duck, and oh. um, my wife, um, you have the option where you can just get all the stuff prepared, uh, but you can also get the actual duck itself that the carvings came from, and so wow. so my wife got me that, uh, and um, well, the legs on a duck are quite big, and uh, so I started chowing down on that, and uh, it looks like I'm like Barney Rubble, you know, big man <laughs> eating a giant leg. <laughs> so uh, that was a, a recent and memorable and and tasty, but uh, colorful, colorful memory. <laughs> Excellent. Well, cool. I like that. That's a very human response. I like that. That passes the test. <laughs> cool. So cool. We're talking about video today, but tell us a little bit about Clipper, what it is, and what kind of problems you guys are solving. Yeah, so Clipper, our operating premise is that not all minutes of video are created equally, nor are they equally relevant to everyone. And yet when you hit play, you're at the mercy of what's behind that play button. And when it comes to your own personal content, and this might be a Zoom recording, a Teams recording, or a Meet recording, or one that you experienced from an event, right now, you just, you know, you might know the title and you probably know the title. Um, but you don't know the rest. And so what Clipper does is we make it fully searchable. And then for premium content, we actually create an automated table of contents, which allows you to pick and choose exactly which parts of the video you want to watch and which parts you don't want to watch. And so if you only care about 5%, let's let you watch just that 5%. If there's another 5% that you don't know that you need to know and you want to search and find the other 5%, well, then we can actually help you find that 10% but we will have saved you 90%. And so like our goal at Clipper is to let you watch just what you want. Um, and you know, our focus in our mission is really to basically help people to do more and, and watch less. And, and right now it's like um, people are watching more than necessary um, and it takes a toll and it's also not the best use of time. So this brings up a big issue, I feel like, which everyone... I think is dealing with, but they don't realize they're dealing with, which is what do we do with all this video? We're in these situations, we're having Zoom calls, we're, we're trying to be more personal, trying to increase the fidelity of our conversations by adding video in. And then there's this awesome little button that says record, right? So we said, okay, cool. We'll record this conversation so that maybe someday somebody else is going to use it. But when we do that, especially the nature of video, it takes a long time for humans to process. Like you said, that's not all created equal. There's certain moments in a conversation that stand out as like, wow, I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to see that. But if I have to sit through 90 minutes of a meeting to find that, that that's just too much. Like no one's going to do that. So why is it, and help us understand from, from your vantage point, why is the video so valuable yet so worthless at the same time? 
Yeah. And it really has to do with the fact that um, this use case pre-pandemic, like if you just think about how many video recordings that actually existed before the pandemic, it was like fractional single digit percent because yeah. um, high value meetings were getting recorded. Um, but like, you know, medium value weren't getting recorded. And, and, and there was good reason because, um, you know, previously, like nobody in their right mind would actually be in a conference room and allow for a camera to record the sides of people's heads. I mean, yeah. just everybody would say, no way are you going to be recording this. But now people are realizing that if you prevent someone from recording a meeting, you're preventing someone who couldn't make the meeting from getting any utility from the meeting, even though there might actually be very low probability that that person actually ever ends up watching it. Mm-hmm. So the problem with video today is that it's big. It takes time. It takes a lot of CPU, GPU to actually process efficiently. And so the tools haven't caught up with the behavior yeah. because we've gone from like fractional single digit percent of meetings getting recorded out of the 50 million a day happening every day to like double digit percent. But that double digit percent, the odds of someone actually accessing it are really, really low because if you are, if you have to go through the thought process of, do I watch what's on my Netflix queue or do I watch the meetings that I missed and get caught up? Like, which one's going to win? I mean, it's yeah. like one is entertaining and one is painfully searching and finding what you need in value. Even yeah. if you're using other utilities, they're, they're, they're fragmented. And so the ability to basically do a Google-like search in your video and just find exactly the stuff you're looking for makes it effortless, makes it super targeted. And so it's actually really hard work. Um, and this is the kind of stuff that um, people in movie studios would have access to. Um, but we're bringing the power of what um, movie studios have been using to find and sort and edit and create movies efficiently to everyday content. And so wow. um, these tools they haven't been available and now they're starting to, they, we identified the need, you know, last May. Um, we created the company in July. The tools within uh, Amazon, within machine learning, allow us to like get to market much more quickly. And so this power, we can actually make it available to to everybody. And, and so we've started off with powering event platforms. Um, we're also focusing on enterprises. Um, initially, we thought, hey, maybe this could be useful for students, and it still can be useful for students. But one of the things that we discovered with students is that parents didn't actually value saving time for their kids, <laughs> and teachers didn't value saving time for kids either. And so if nobody values it, then it's like, okay, well, that's <laughs> not a good market fit. Um, yeah, that's a different problem, Humphrey. we got to solve that problem first. <laughs> yeah, so we, we basically wanted to focus on like bigger problems. And so what we realized, and part of the reason we initially started our MVP ended up being processing Amazon's reInvent because there were hundreds of hours of content there. Mm. And normally what would have been a three-day, four-day dedicated event in Vegas ended up being a two-month event spread across three weeks interspersed with everyone's everyday activities. And what normally would have been a 50,000 event ended up being a 500,000 person event spread out across all different time zones. And so the challenge that event organizers have is that their people, you can't have them all watching at the same time. And so this host yeah. event and asynchronous experience, which used to be an afterthought, 
ends up being really, really important. And that same thought process for events content, which is like one to many, actually also applies to everyday content in, in businesses. But it, 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 you know, the pain point in the events is really, really high. Um, and the need for referential utility is also really high in the events world and high value content. And so for us, we've all been just focused on, hey, how do we make this easy? And, and how do we make this, um, you know, like we want people to find exactly what they need, um, mm-hmm. and just in, out, done. Um, and so, but it's, it's been, it's been fun, um, because, um, you know, it's weird to, to feel pandemic opportunistic, uh, because in a way, like if, if this hadn't happened and we didn't have workplaces getting meaningfully accelerated digitally, you know, the need for what we're doing wouldn't have existed. And, and now, yeah. even as the vaccines have, have uh, rolled out and, and, and uh, we're feeling safer, um, a lot of the practices that we've grown accustomed to um, are still intact. And, um, and so it's, it's been exciting to kind of evolve uh, with uh, and, and see how people are reacting to, to the new needs. Yeah, like you said, video was always like a or recorded video was an afterthought. Like, oh yeah, maybe we'll just kind of throw that in as a bonus thing that no one's ever going to do. And and how many times have all of us, you know, we've signed up for a webinar or some conference, and then had a conflict or realized we wouldn't be there, and like our best intentions say, yeah, I'll check out the the recordings afterwards, but then we never do it. Yeah, and they just kind of sit there, and so it's like, yeah, how do we actually bring that back in? And like you said too, the tools have not caught up with where the technology is. Yeah, and it's only because the need didn't become meaningful enough yeah. until recently. Um, yeah. So in a way, it's like you know things get built once the needs become you know bigger, and some people end up seeing what these needs are earlier and then jumping on it, and that, that's just like how things work. I think the best tool we had before was just like you could make it two x instead of one x. And that was like your option. If you want to really try to scan through what's going on, even whether it's audio or video, and and still then you're just kind of thinking through what's going on. So this is a great thing. Let's talk about bringing into the work context just within meetings. I know one thing that that we've talked about before is about this idea of real-time optional, uh, which means that you've got a meeting, um, maybe something needs to be discussed. We like to say, okay, if you're going to have a meeting, like get the best out of that meeting, which means there are certain things, certain people that need to be involved in that that you need that quick collaboration on that you're just not going to get in an asynchronous environment. But that doesn't mean that everybody has to be there. The whole team needs to be there. Again, you look around, there's 20 people on a call, but only four people are really talking and driving the conversation. Like, how does something, a tool like this actually make that situation better? Yeah. And I mean, and this movement like that I want to help make happen around real-time optional really comes down to the fact that you know, with within any meeting that where you're attending, if you're an active contributor and you're going to change the outcome of the meeting based on your participation, then you're like re- real time required. If you're going to be a fly on the wall and listening just in case you might need to know something, well, that's actually real time optional because you can actually do that, you know, synchronously or asynchronously. And so the way that we're thinking about with Clipper is um, imagine if Outlook or, or Google Calendar, you know, had a new setting and it was not just, you know, required versus optional, but also real-time optional. And so if it's real-time optional, 
then it means that you're automatically going to get a copy of the recording and you're going to be able to like find it and refer to it and get what you need from it. And so if someone thinks about uh, inviting people with that kind of view, it allows for people to actually really decide whether they need to be there or not. And, and, you know, we've all heard about video fatigue and a lot of it has to do with the fundamental aspect of being in more meetings than necessary. And Mm -hmm. if you end up being in just those meetings where you're absolutely critical, then you can be a lot more focused on like how your day is spent. And so part of like Clipper's motto is to like focus on the moments that truly matter. And those moments that matter are going to be the ones where you're influencing um, and changing the decisions um, and, and or making decisions based on like collaborative conversation. And so imagine like this view of the world where you can basically say, well, hey, I can't make it. I'm real time optional. I'm going to clipperize it. Uh, and at that point, pre-clipper, the odds of you actually getting caught up would have been really, really slim. But now, if it's like integrated with your Zoom account, if it's integrated with your Teams account, integrated with your Meet account, it's actually highly probable and it's actually verifiable that you did get caught up. And so it ends up being kind of like a whole new way of working where you can actually be rest assured that that person actually will get caught up, right? Because right now when it's like, oh, send me the recording, you have no idea whether they actually watched it and whether they actually watched the most important part. And if they didn't, then you actually could actually tell them which moments you actually really wanted them to see. Um, and at that point, it's just saving time all around, right? And so, yeah. um, so these tools are going to get smarter um, and allow for things to happen. Uh, and imagine if it's like a group meeting and everyone is jumping into that uh, video and reacting to specific moments and then it's getting shared more broadly, everybody can actually uh, look at those areas of the video where there's the most engagement and the most reaction. And that becomes a filter around what, what's necessary and versus like what's not necessary. Yeah, and when I think about like what real-time optional is like today, that means that, like you said, there's kind of two spectrums. One is here's the entire recording, good luck. Like watch it, no one's gonna watch it. The other is, Hey, I took notes in the meeting, which is great. Like somebody being able to give a textual version of the too long didn't read, or I guess it's too long didn't watch now <laughs> of the meeting it is fantastic. But we have to recognize there's bias built into when an individual creates those notes. Exactly. One, sometimes people just forget to do it. They're in the middle of a conversation. They're in the heat of the moment. No one's typing. They're talking about it. And it takes a lot of discipline to step back and write that out. So one, you might miss stuff. And the other is it's going to go through one person's filter. They get to decide kind of what was important through that when they get the notes. So I think note, notes is a great thing. It's a best practice. We should be doing it. But if that's the only thing you're relying on, you, you still might be missing things. Yeah. And it's not an accident that um, one of our future features will be like Clipper notes, right? So it's like yeah. a playoff of the Cliff notes. And, you know, right now, um, you're right, because when people end up, you know, sending their notes, it's like from their view of the world, right? And so you're actually seeing their notes from what they think is important, which may or may not be what you think is important, right? And so there's like built-in bias on that. Um, And like right now, you know, it's probably been good enough. uh, But when you think about stuff at scale, um, that's kind of like where, you know, stuff can can go off the rails. Uh, And so, you know, it requires a lot of effort and diligence and a certain percentage of the population will do that. 
Um, and like our goal here is to just make it a lot easier for, for everyone to do it. Let's get into some other things. So I think we usually think about meetings and webinars in this context, but what are some other things where video actually gives us a big native advantage? We talk about like native advantage of digital tools. Like you said, before no one was recording videos of any meetings, and now we're recording all sorts of stuff. So what are some other opportunities that we're missing that video is actually bringing in that if we were to have more advanced tools, we could get more value out of those? Yeah, so... Right now, the no-brainer entry point for Clipper has been like all-hands meetings because mm-hmm. like they end up being high value. Granted, most people end up attending, but it ends up also being one of those things where um, it has referential utility. And so when you can search it, you can find moments because a lot of times new features, new products, new major hires get highlighted. You know, And so people will want to refer to that retroactively. Um, and so all-hands has been like a very, very natural starting point. But another use case that has uh, emerged is um, video voice of the customer. Mm. And so many customers have started to record all customer meetings because what ends up happening is that if you're a customer success or field or salesperson and you're actually interacting with a customer and the customer says something really negative or something really positive and you go back to headquarters with that feedback, many times that messenger gets accused of sugarcoating uh, or exaggerating. Yeah. Uh, and so, but when you actually have the actual recording of the customer, that becomes like a documented video source of truth, right? And so now you, everybody can look at that moment in time and see exactly what was said, which allows for like full accountability end to end. And what used to be a memory is no longer a memory, it's actual recorded reality, right? And so, if you now have these video moments that can actually be made available exactly when you need, uh, it really kind of um, prevents any distortion from in any way. And that's another example. Um, another example that we're working with another customer is uh, hiring uh, and, and onboarding. So in, hmm. in recruiters uh, and are now requiring that interviews be recorded. And so now you can imagine that if you're then deciding whether to hire or not hire, um, and the the person said this was a higher moment or a no higher moment because this person answered the question really well, and here's how that person answered the question, you can actually hit play. And, and now everybody, all those recruiters and other hiring managers all can all look at it and go, wow, that was really well done. And now their bar just got raised to that level because they just saw that actual moment as opposed mm-hmm. to hearing it um, and and like interpreting it the way they want to interpret. So recruiting, voice of the customer, recruiting is another example. Um, and you know it. So so that that's two examples. Um, but even on the voice of the customer, there's another play that actually ties in nicely, which is to say. If you ever talk to a salesperson, a, there's no salesperson that will ever come back and say that the meeting didn't go well. Like every sales call goes well, but not every sales call turns into an actual sale. Mm-hmm. So we can then also use that not only for the video voice of the customer, we can actually use the sentiment to actually forecast the actual probability of the sale based on the sentiment conveyed by the customer in the meeting. And that ends up being varying degrees of sentiment. Uh, And so the vision aspect, what Clipper does, in addition to the audio aspects, allows for like deeper analysis around 
very specific roles that can be correlated back to, to business value. And so like right now, we're getting ready to like really the opportunity for your listeners, for the audiences, hey, if you can come up with a use case that we can actually help make happen for you, we would love to make it happen. And like we're really focused on early adopters um, that are going to be proud to like talk about these design wins that we can actually quantify like how it has meaningfully improved their business. Because, um, you know, telemedicine is another example. Hey, before you had EMR and, medic and medical notes for the doctor and the patient, and now if those meetings are actually also, those patient visits are being recorded, um, you know, it, it, it's not useful if nobody's easily able to refer to it. Um, right, right. A URL inside their file a doctor's file for a patient visit is not as useful as being able to search the name and search for the statement and search for the, and jump right to that actual moment and refer to it to supplement the, the normal notes. And so like, you know, this video explosion, you know, it now we're just like, there's like one of the things that we've had to do is focus on these like high value moments that have high business value because the short, the challenge is there's so many opportunities um, that there's not enough hours in the day to pursue all of them. So we actually have to focus on the biggest, highest value ones first, and then over time get to to more and more of them. Yeah, and I'm so glad we're having this conversation because I, I feel like most people in leadership and digital organizations, like they're like, okay, video is important, but they don't see or not thinking about the opportunities. And I feel like this conversation will help them like see like, oh yeah, you're right. We could be using it for that and for that. And like you said before, like, before all this happened, like who would ever agree to have all their sales meetings recorded? Like no one. That, that was yeah. just ridiculous. Like you're not recording my meetings. But now it's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. No one has a problem with it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and now I think we've reached a point where it's kind of similar, where we've all like dialed into like a call center and it's like this call is being recorded for quality control purposes. And so like now we've kind of grown numb to, you know, recording even on the video. And when someone says, yeah, can you record a video? You're like, Sure. I mean, everyone's already careful about what they're saying and they know when, when it's being recorded, they have to be even more careful. Um, but now it's like, you know, the tools for, for referential utility are, are more important than ever. Um, because, you know, just because you recorded it doesn't mean you're going to get any utility out of it. If they just end up being like, you know, huge storage costs that nobody can ever access or unleash or unlock. I'm excited about a lot of the things you said. I was thinking about the all hands thing. And there's always like moments in a company's history that are just really important. Um, and a lot of them happen at these all hands meetings or something like that. And I was thinking even in, in terms of onboarding new employees, like you could almost think about creating a highlight reel yeah. to show new people when they jump in and said, this one moment was very pivotal in our organization. Here, take a look. And you got it right there. And they don't have to sit through like hours of, of all hands meets trying to find those things. But you can actually like bring people into the context of that company through those key video moments. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and it's like, you know, we've all been in these like new employee orientation meetings and, you know, you have leaders coming through and a lot of times they're saying the exact same thing. Uh, and it's like, it could just be like a recording that actually just gets played. Um, and then there could be like selective live moments to actually complement the pre-recorded moments. And part of the problem that we're what we've witnessed is the skills for Adobe Premiere Pro 
it's in the video editing room. And so like your average person with everyday video work related video doesn't know how to edit these videos. And so you have these unwieldy blocks of 60 minutes of video that nobody can actually cut splice and move around. And something like Clipper helps to find those individual clips, helps to make them shareable and reusable. And it doesn't require like professional video editing skills. And then it can be done in seconds, not in like hours with, you know, expensive people editing the stuff. And so, um, yeah. And, and I think, uh, these highlight reels actually is, is part of like what, what prompted the realization for, for the, the opportunity around Clipper. Um, cause just like professional media and networks have the need to like create sports highlight reels. Now, you know, everyday workers have the need to to find those highlights. That's a great point. I like how you mentioned that before. Like Hollywood and other places have had access to these things before. I mean, think about the people that have to, like, are they actually sitting there watching three hours of a, a football game to find the highlights? They've probably got some shortcuts in their pocket that they're using for these kinds of things. And we can have access to those tools now. Yeah. Some, some of them do and some of them don't. But in that case, like the content is so high value that it's worth having like someone look at it full time yeah. to find that stuff because it's servicing like a whole population or the whole country. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, in, in a way, these kind of you know powerful tools, it's like the democratization of you know, computer vision um, to, to enterprises and to businesses because it's one thing to provide an API to let a developer see and hear at scale, like Clipper is trying to, you know, is basically providing a solution to let anybody, you know, see and hear at scale, like anybody who has a link to a video. Um, And so that video could be, you know, a Zoom link, a team link, a meet link, or like something you got from following an event. But for a developer, it could also be an S3 bucket. I mean, you know, in, in that case, and uh, someone who has an on-premise system, they could call a Clipper API and process all their content, you know, per the rules and their requirements within their enterprise. And so that's why we've created this whole category, which is basically a VAM, a video analytics and management platform, which says, hey, Clipper is end user friendly, but it's also a tool that allows anybody to process any kind of video that they have, wherever it is, we want to support it. And we've basically built Clipper as if anybody built it because what we're charging, it's as if they built it, but we're not charging them what it costs us to build Clipper because we're actually very much focused on providing business value um, and, you know, building, building new machine learning models based on the data and and learning, you know, and improving uh, from from all the from everything that we learn. Yeah. Well, it sounds great, Humphrey. Where should people go if they want to learn more about it? <laughs> uh, clip, clipper.ai. Um, and, Spell it for us so we get it right. And that's uh, one one p and no e. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have it in the show notes. So everyone can check it out. But please do um, and think about your video. Think about what you're doing with it. Think about how you could be doing more with it. Um, you're going to need some more advanced tools to do those things, but for sure, it's an opportunity we need to, to explore more. Uh, Humphrey, thanks for being on the show. We look forward to connecting with you again soon and learning what the next world of video looks like. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, help, help. thanks for helping us to save a billion hours for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this has been the Digital Workplace Podcast. If you liked it, please take a minute to leave a review wherever you found Go to thedigitalworkplace.com and sign up for our twice a month newsletter. 
keeps you up to date on the best ways to build a level 5 digital workplace. Music for the show is provided by City of Sound. I'm your host, Neil Miller. Keep moving forward.